This is Hannah. And I'm Amy. And, and this, this is Deck the, the Halls Mark. A podcast where two sparkling graduate students in the city unwind and embrace the magic of every season by reviewing Hallmark and other made-for-TV movies while also creating their own ridiculous titles and plots. Maybe if this takes off, we'll move to a quaint and idyllic small town where every day is fully decorated and reality-free. Okay. All right. Sorry. <laughs> Our first ever podcast recording. Yeah, we were yeah. supposed to preface that I have a lot of phlegm. Uh huh. And I'm recently getting over a period during which I also had a lot of phlegm. <laughs> so, <But> the, <laughs> voice quality is yes. perfect for an audio based medium. Yeah. The phlegmy person is Hannah, and the mm-hmm. less phlegmy person is. <laughs> yeah, this is Amy, um, coming out of a particularly heavy phlegm period. <laughs> I don't think they want to know that yeah, anymore. Yeah, a lot of detail. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> You've made it this far. So how did this happen to us? Yeah, how did we decide to make Deck the Halls Mark a TV holiday movie themed podcast? Well, we we joked around about it a lot, I think. We did, and yeah. I think we both share a mutual love for ridiculous, happy movies that wrap themselves up within the last 12 minutes. Yeah, I find a formula that is entirely predictable very comforting. Yeah. Yes, and as we mentioned in our introduction, we're both graduate students, so this is a good way for us to expel some creative energy and also, uh, you know, take a break from school. Yeah, not think too hard about it, but like think maybe a little harder than we should about this, yeah, we this spent, content. We spent a long time <laughs> thinking of all the titles of the different segments and possibly spent the last 20 minutes before recording this coming up with the intro music yeah so you better like this (laughs) yes it's fine yeah so we have a i guess we're we're planning a three-part program yes every week or every other week or we might get crazy and do just randomly whenever this happens yeah Yeah. probably once a week yeah um and so we are gonna start with every week a what we were calling Ho Ho No, No. a review Mm -hmm. of a movie, um, either from Lifetime, Hallmark, or Up TV, or Netflix, or any of those made-for-TV platforms. And we're not necessarily going to stick to recent ones, but maybe like the last five years. Yeah, I mean... That's yeah. There's some from the last ten, even. But. That's true. And Amy has the one with is the one with cable. So yeah. So I have the Hallmark and Lifetime twenty four seven, which is really yeah dangerous. Yeah, um, we're what we have it on the background right now, just so you know. Yeah, just a different movie. We're not going to be talking about this one, but there's a, a different Lifetime movie on right now. And they're uh, they're eating pancakes in this movie. But, yeah, they're yeah. in Lafayette. It's a good one, but we'll talk about that later. Um, yeah, so we're gonna do a review each week, and then part two of our show will be uh, a game mm-hmm. which we've entitled what amy uh do you hear what i hear real or fake um so these are some of there was gonna be five titles and some of them are real titles of made for tv christmas movies or streaming you know similar idea um and others are ones that we made up in two minutes in the car um <laughs> so <laughs> so it'll be your job uh, we'll make an email or, yeah. or Instagram, we haven't decided yet. Somewhere where you can uh, tell us, and maybe we already know us, so you'll just tell us in person. Yeah, that's that's probably our audience. <laughs> <laughs> the five people we told about this. Yeah, uh-huh. But you'll Fantastic. tell us which uh, which ones are fake, and it's not just one. It could be all of them. It could mm-hmm. be some of them. Um, and we're going to trust that you're not going to uh, use the internet. Yeah, you can't Google, because that's honestly, that's a cheap way out. Yeah. It is. At least one of them will be fake, but they might, least. yeah. So that'll that'll come up later, mm-hmm. and then finally, uh, part three will be it's uh, beginning to look a lot like a TV movie where one mm-hmm. of us will introduce uh, a fake title and then we'll riff on it. Yeah, for ten minutes, and we'll uh, create our own plot and conclusion. Yeah, We're, we'll create an entire Hallmark or Lifetime, whatever your choice, movie for you in like ten minutes. Yep. Yep. So that's the that's the plan. Mm-hmm. All right, let's okay. get to it. Let's get started. Thank you for coming to Christmas dinner. Kiddo, is there supposed to be smoke coming out of the oven? Oh, no, no, no. You're outdoors. It's still delicious. Like, 90% of it's delicious. When are you going to give that nice Brandon a chance? Brandon and I are just friends. 
Hey. Tom, he's the sort of person I should be with. You have too many shoes to ruin your life, Darcy. I wish I could have a perfect coffee, like you did when you were a kid in Ireland. But weren't all that great, Darcy. A girl can dream, I guess. Merry Christmas, love. Hot chocolate, just the way you like it. Why are you talking like that, Dad? It's Christmas every day here in Christmas Town, love. I'm sorry, what now? I'm in my Christmas village. So what you just heard was a portion of the trailer for Christmas Perfection, a 2018 Lifetime movie uh, produced by Mar Vista Entertainment. So this one is based on the premise that Darcy, our main character, mm-hmm. our blonde female lead Darcy, yep. is um, really into her mother's upbringing in Ireland. Mm-hmm. And this has translated itself into an absolute perfectionist attitude toward Christmas, which is sort of weird. Um, and really, <laughs> really an obsession with an Irish-themed Christmas, which has led to her collecting what she's calling an Irish Christmas village, like those Christmas villages that you buy at the store. Um, you have all the little houses. It's very loosely Irish, sort of green roofs seems to be the... One of the buildings says the name pub. Oh, yeah. So I think that's that's the lead-in. Yeah, there's a pub. Mm-hmm. But that that's about it. Yeah. And I, how one, I, don't, I didn't know there were Christmas villages dedicated to very specific we, European countries and Gaelic countries. All kind yeah. of just European. Yeah. Just, but they're just kind of, yeah. Anyway. Folksy. Yeah. Apparently, Christmas villages are less homogenous than I previously thought. Yeah. Now, every time we see a Christmas village in the craft store, I yell out to Amy, Christmas village! Is it Irish? Yeah. And then I look, and it's usually not. Yeah. So, yeah, I think this fits into the genre of magic. There's a magic lady. Yes. We should tell them about the magic lady. Yes. So there's a magic lady, which I think Hannah will elaborate on further, but just so we get the, get the layout of what's happening here. There's a magic lady who has a mysterious Christmas store that sells Irish Christmas village pieces that is open at two in the morning when none of the shops are open. Because um, it's the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's when you open your Christmas store, too. I mean, yeah, that's true. It's Black Early Friday. Early shoppers. But no, none of the other stores are open. But she's magic. Um, she's ageless. And... Velvet hat. She has a velvet hat. Purple. It's a purple velvet. This is a good memory. Excellent. <laughs> I have a great visual memory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, purple velvet I also hat. watched that section twice. Because, well, so the reason I discovered this movie was me coming home, being really tired, having done some school things, and then starting to watch it realizing it was the most ridiculous movie I'd ever seen and stopping it 20 minutes in in order to wait for Amy to come over and watch it later because I knew that it was it was too good to not be shared. No, it really was. It is <laughs> unbelievable. I think my, my one-sentence review is Christmas perfection, not perfection. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really a sentence, but you get the idea. Um, but in a way, that's kind of the point because she's learning to not be a perfectionist, although I don't think that sort of meta-commentary was part of their um, no. conception of the film. Anyway, Magic Lady sells her Christmas Village parts at 2 in the morning. Yes. It all opens with Darcy, our main character. Uh, she works at a greeting card company, which seems yes. a little too uh, on the nose. <laughs> a lot of things are going to be on the nose. And uh-huh. she's sitting there drawing like a tree, and she's she's due to her editor, her boss, Tom, who we'll see later. Yeah. And, and her friend at the office is trying to k- keep her moving and trying to get her to meet her deadline, and she's just trying to be a perfectionist making this tree card, and... Right. You know, she, she, yeah, she thinks she should date Tom also, to be clear. Her boss, Tom. Oh, because, yeah, she's into him. Yeah, because workplace power dynamics are not an issue Mm-mm. in this Christmas world. Um, no, 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 no. No. And so she, it turns out that this is also like the day before or the day of Thanksgiving. We're very close to Thanksgiving. So again, there's a deadline that needs to be met that's not just a greeting card deadline, but that the next holiday season is upon us. Right. We got to be ready. Yes. So we discover that Darcy. It, her parents are divorced, and her best friend um, has been around a long time, and all three of these folks are coming to her house for Thanksgiving dinner. Yes, and her best friend is obviously a man named Brandon, who she's yes. clearly supposed to be into, but yes. is not. And Brandon mm-hmm. clearly isn't to her, and she's not giving him the time of day. No, she's somehow completely oblivious to this fact. Yep. Brandon who? Yeah, who's Brandon? He so. brings her materials for her perfect Christmas. Yes. Yeah. So they have Thanksgiving dinner. 
yeah. does not go great. She's stressed about the holidays. She burns the turkey. Mm-hmm. Her parents are not happy to be there because yeah. they're divorced, yeah. but they're all there. Mm-hmm. And then they finally leave, and she decides it's time to set up for Christmas, putting out all of her trees, of course, her Christmas village, and any other of her decor. And so Brandon, her friend, decides to stay and help her. Yeah, because he's got it bad. And it's really unclear as to why Brandon is interested in her at this point, because she's not really respecting Brandon in any way, shape, or form. But no. he, he got locked in at a young age, and there's, there's really no escape now. So yeah. he's there to help set up the Christmas village. Mm-hmm. And so then she forces them to both put on Christmas sweaters in order to do this work of setting up the Christmas decorations, mm-hmm. which is impressive. Mm-hmm. And dedication. It's true dedication. It is true dedication, because there's no one else there. No, it's just them. Just them. They're not taking photos no. either. No photos. Just this matching not, Christmas sweaters. Just matching Christmas sweaters. They, yeah. uh, they're setting up the... Uh, um, the Christmas village, and yes. Brandon's trying to help Irish her. Christmas village. He oh. is. And then she wants it the same way every year. All the right, buildings have to be in the same order. She's got like a layout. Like yes. and she just wants it to replicate. And he decides that he's like, well, what if I move this thing over here? Right. And she flips out. And she she's does. like, no, it goes there. Yeah. And then in some sort of somehow this is a tussle of some kind because a, a piece breaks, I believe. Right? Is that the is that I what think happens? it breaks after he leaves, though. Oh, they get yeah. into an mm-hmm. argument about like her being too a like a type A about this village, and he's like, "Well, I just wanted to help you. Fine, I'm leaving." Mm-hmm. And then she calls after him, and this and this, uh, what is it? Is it the pub that breaks? Yeah, she she calls she calls yeah out to him, but she thinks about actually calling him, but doesn't. But yeah, her pub falls off the table, or is it the post office? The post office. The post office. God, the post. office. That kind of detail is important to the synopsis. Kind of, it is. Also, what are you gonna do without a post office? No, that's true. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like a pub is also pretty important, but yeah, it's true. Yeah, the post Especially, office is lost. Especially for Irish people, <laughs> yeah, thinks the pub is. We're working with a lot of Irish stereotypes, so honestly, the pub was maybe. Something that they should have considered a higher priority. For real, though. Yeah. But, anyways, the post office. The post office falls off the table. And then it kind of seems like she's going out to find Brandon, but then happens across the Christmas store Mm -hmm. that has her Christmas village in the window, and she decides to go in. Mm -hmm. Of course, this is the creepy magic lady looking out at her. Right. At the dark of night. Yeah. In her velvet hat. Mm Mm-hmm. And so she asks for a post office, an Irish post office. Yeah, and she's like, of course I have that. That's a normal item. And then she says she has one-of-a-kind pieces. She does. She does. It's, this is where it gets really creepy. This might be a horror movie. It's a little That's bit. Where it, this turns, <laughs> it turns creepy because she goes, look at these one-of-a-kind pieces mm-hmm. I have, and they turn out to be uh, small figurines, and one of them looks like our main character, Darcy. And she's not disturbed by this. And no, she, she's like, oh my gosh, it looks just like me. Yeah. And then the woman gives it to her for free and says it's on the house. Yeah, so, I mean, if someone gives you a free item that looks exactly like you, be, <laughs> be, be afraid. Like, be very afraid. Be concerned. Yeah, concerned at least. Yes. yes. Um, so she takes it and her Irish post office. She does. And she returns home and she sets everything back up. She puts her little character in and she goes to sleep. Yes. And then... Then the alarm clock goes off, and what do you think happened, folks? She wakes up in her Irish Christmas village. And her parents... Are both Irish. And are together again. They're together again, which is really, yeah, there's a lot of trauma from the divorce that she's still processing. Yeah. Which doesn't really resolve itself. No. And so, at first, she doesn't believe it's them. No. And they're offering her hot chocolate, as you heard in the trailer there, and they're Mm -hmm. offering her, is it pancakes or waffles? Christmas waffles. Waffles. No one gains weight in Christmas, in in the Christmas village. Christmas land? Christmas town. Christmas Christmas town. Christmas town. Christmas town. Is that what they call it? It's in the trailer. You heard it. We don't know. It's Christmas town. Yeah. Anyway. She, uh, she's excited. They open presents. Mm-hmm. She gets a beautiful sweater. She mm-hmm. decides to go out and explore the town. She's offered a gingerbread cookie. Uh, yeah, this child just stands out girl. all cold in the corner. She yeah. noticeably has red hair. Yeah. To really yeah. drive home that Irish mm-hmm. side of things. Kind of a British accent, though. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently no parents and no one's supervising her while she stands on a corner offering people gingerbread cookies. So. Yeah. Yeah. But that's fine. Then what happens? Then she runs into Tom, her boss. But Tom is Irish now. And her boyfriend. And he has the worst accent yeah. in the history of all yeah. time. Yeah, Tom is played by, I assume, a Canadian actor of some sort. And 
What we learn is that the actor playing Tom is incapable of modulating his voice while also trying to do an Irish accent. No, it's too hard. It's way too hard. Like, I can't do an Irish accent either, although they have specifically hired him with the idea that he's going to spend approximately two hours <laughs> doing an Irish accent. And he is, he's not quite, he just sort of sounds a little bit like a, like a I don't know, like a, it's a horror movie thing, like a serial killer. Like, it's very flat. It's robotic, flat, uh-huh. monotone, and definitely not Irish. No, it seems like he's very dead inside. We're going to yeah. get a clip for you. Yeah. We'll put that Darcy. We'll put that in here. Yeah. Oh, that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the name they selected the name Darcy, I think, because it has a really good AR sound that's Arr. particularly strong yeah. for Irish pronunciation. Indeed. Uh-huh. And Tom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, so, I don't know. turns out, you know, Tom's there. He's great. He takes her on a beautiful carriage ride that lasts, lasts approximately 15 seconds every time. Mm-hmm. Literally, not just movie time, in, in real time. Yeah, in real time. And they, it snows. They like go around the block. They go around the block. Yeah. And then my favorite, they uh-huh. end up at a, a, a sweater making factory where you yeah. select your fibers mm-hmm. and then you walk out with a beautiful handmade Christmas sweater all within 30 minutes. Yeah. Which yeah. I love. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a good thing. It's Yeah, but it's yeah, they not do sure that. with Irish pieces. I was thinking maybe like wool. Yeah, wool. There's just we don't actually see the wool happening because it's not really a woolen mill. It's like you just go in and you select colors and then a sweater magically emerges. Yeah, but I think it's meant to be a woolen mill. Yeah, and then they go to the pub. Then they go to the pub, which has a sign above it that that says pub. Yes, because that's the only information that you need. It does not need a name. And in the pub, there is Irish step dancing. This is when it gets really Irish. Yeah, this is how you know it's Irish. This is the peak. The Irish accent sort of started it, but the dancing. The dancing. There's the step dancing with the uh, very quick, fast-paced music and the beer. The beer is very minimal. It's kind of they, they play the alcohol way down. It's it's mm-hmm. there, but it's very quiet. Mm-hmm. It's more about the dancing. In yes, the pub. and then there's some clapping, and then of course Darcy has to join in with the dancing in this line yes. of step dancers. And Darcy is somehow an excellent, excellent step dancer. Yes. We get a lot of cuts where it's the actors' faces and then the feet of people who actually know what step dancing is. Yeah, it's not them. No. There's never... We don't get any full body shots in the pub. Um, no. Yeah. And then concluding their perfect Christmas day, they go to Christmas Eve service. Yes. There's some sort of community gathering. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's supposed to be really a church, but it really it looks like a it's church. It's like a church, but it's ambiguous as to whether it's a religious service or... Some sort of... Town hall meeting. Town hall meeting, yeah. It's a combination between a religious service and a town hall meeting. And her friend from work shows up all of a sudden and, as the mayor in this yeah. in this all other world and is, is jerk. Yeah. But we don't like know why. Jerk. Yeah, there's some... It's supposed to be like everyone's some perfect idea of what she wants them to be. So her so parents are together and both Irish and Tom's her... The boss is her boyfriend. But her friend... I don't know what her problem was with Carmen. her friend. Carmen, yes. But Carmen has, like, she's, like, freakishly robotically nice, kind of, but mean. She's not... She's doing the passive-aggressive nice. Yes. And I don't... Yeah, it's unclear what sort of character turn Carmen is meant to have had. Not a good one. (laughs) It's not a good one. (laughs) Needless to say, Carmen is never fully developed, and we don't come to understand what's going on with Carmen. No. So they have this caroling Christmas town hall Jesus-related situation. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> and situation then, uh, it is. Situation. Yeah. And then it all concludes with Tom giving Darcy a beautiful necklace mm-hmm. in it's, the snow. Yeah. It's like a snowflake pendant a la the JCPenney jewelry counter style. Yes. And then they hug. Mm-hmm. And then the next morning, it starts all over again. Yeah. So this is where they rip off Groundhog Day. <laughs> yep. This yep. is where the repeating goes on and on and on. Yep. And she continues to wake up be- being offered hot chocolate Christmas waffles uh, she gets a different sweater every day from her parents. Same style, different color. Mm-hmm. She gets a gingerbread cookie from the little girl. Mm-hmm. She takes her 10 seconds ride with Tom on the carriage. She mm-hmm. makes a Christmas sweater. Yeah. She step dances. Yeah. She has, oh, I forgot. We forgot. They have Christmas dinner. Then they go to the Christmas town hall gathering. Yeah. That's when we discover that you don't gain weight in Christmas town, her mom. Right. She says, like, the food's so great. And her mom's like, well, it's fine. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, you don't. never have to worry about it. And then uh, it concludes with her getting a gift from Tom. Yeah. And then but she then, goes to sleep. And their their relationship never progresses. No, he just keeps giving her gifts. Yeah. And they keep hugging. Yeah. Except, yeah, ultimately it kind of does, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. Um, because all of this repetitive Christmas fun is broken into by the arrival of Brandon. Because Brandon 
realizes yeah. that Darcy is missing. Yeah, back on Earth. Um, back in the other world. Yeah, the, the regular world that we started in. Um, yes. He has gone to her place to sort of, I guess they're going to make amends after the fight they had. He called her like 20 times and she doesn't answer. Yeah, so he's concerned for her welfare, as a good friend would be. And arrives at her apartment to find her missing. And her Christmas village broken on the floor? Yeah, does he find he must does he find it broke? But how does she get in there? Somehow he is also prompted to take a walk by our magic velvet hat lady. Maybe and he not, just does. I don't think I no, think, I think he doesn't I think he just decides to go find her. I think he, he thinks that, that maybe is the next logical place for Darcy to be, is in the Christmas store. Yeah, I guess. I never thought about this till now. <laughs> I think maybe he thinks, well, she's not in her apartment and she answered answered my calls all day and her phone's here. So she obviously had a Christmas related emergency. Yeah. Which is that track. Uh, yeah, it's on character for Darcy. Um, so, and this is now not two in the morning. This is a normal time for a Christmas store to be open. Like 10 a.m. Yeah. So he, he goes and he finds Magical Christmas Lady, which is really yes Hannah's territory. Yep. Magical Christmas Lady is there, still in the velvet hat. Yep. And again, offers him a one-of-a-kind piece. This time it's him. Mm-hmm. And he is, again, totally comfortable with this. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden we uh, pan back to Darcy and she wakes up again. She's still really enjoying Christmas Town. Like this yeah. is, it's she's into it. Yeah, she's she's alarmingly still into it. Yeah, does not concern her. No, no. But then all of a sudden she sees Brandon. Yeah, and and it turns out it's actually Brandon. It's not some Irish version of Brandon. Yeah, and I think the irony of this is that the actor playing Brandon is actually British. Is he? I oh. think we did some investigative work, and he is doing an American accent the yes, entire time. Yes, I think you're right. I'll, so, I'll double check that. But The casting here was remarkably on point. Yes, he is British. Yeah, so Brandon's a British actor who's going to do an American accent this entire time. All of the Canadian and American accent actors are going to do Irish accents. Yes. And Darcy's just going to be Darcy. Um, it's unfortunate. Yeah. So anyway, Brandon arrives, and it's really Brandon. They're both them from the other world but in christmas in christmas town and she's happy to see him um but alarmingly she doesn't want to disrupt the pattern of her repetitive christmas town fun no and brandon's kind of like well why are you doing it in this order and can i participate yes and brandon does participate and this is honestly maybe the best part of the movie is that brandon does he does jump into the routine he makes the the sweater he goes to the christmas eve service he eats the dinner he goes on the carriage drive where he of course sits uncomfortably between tom and darcy on the romantic 10 second carriage ride yeah he's third wheeling hard here um he he does have a third wheel hardcore situation and he wants to disrupt everything oh they also build a snowman there is a portion of their day yeah where they build a snowman it just they were so fake looking every time i think i forgot because the the (laughs) snow is not real there's yeah there's zero real snow in this movie and the snowmen are very clearly just large styrofoam balls like, they didn't even yeah. try to make these... The shredded like, yeah. extra styrofoam. Yeah. Not great. Not strong. Um, but yeah, so Brandon's here to disrupt everything. Um, he is third wheeling with Tom and Darcy. He wants to see if there's a different route they can take on the 15-second carriage ride. Mm-hmm. And learns that there's not. Um, I no. mean, there is ultimately, but they aren't uh, receptive to that idea. Mm-hmm. He makes a Christmas sweater that is all black. Because um, he's having some really goth feelings about this whole situation yeah he doesn't really want to be there no because he wants Darcy to leave because he knows it's creepy yeah because it's super creepy it's it's real yeah and then gosh now I'm like forgetting what happens well she ends up despite the fact that Darcy and Tom's relationship never progresses he proposes to her because... Oh, he's feeling pressured because He's of, feeling he's pressured because th- of Brandon. And threatened by Brandon. Yes. Tom comes to feel threatened by Brandon. And so he is... The, we're left with this situation where Brandon is not so much feeling threatened by Tom as just afraid of everything. Um, and... Oh, yeah, Darcy's an artist. We're looking at some... <laughs> Just doing <laughs> some, a quick recap. Some, some notes on the recap. This is going off the rails. Um, but yeah, so... But Brandon decides he's going to leave at this point, honestly. Tom's feeling pressured. Tom proposes. Darcy, who is... Continues to be relatively unconcerned about the goings-on in Christmas Town, decides that marrying this Irish boyfriend version of her boss, who never does anything other than five Christmas-related activities, is what she wants for the rest of her life. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Brandon is appalled by this and will not have any of it, but gets sucked into some kind of wormhole. Yeah, this wormhole all of a sudden appears by one of the, the five buildings in the Christmas village. Yeah, it's Brandon's house. Brandon has a house in the Christmas village, which honestly looks tiny. It's like a little loft. With a hobbit hole. It's like, yeah, it's a hobbit hole, which we never get to see inside because, again, it's disappointment. the size of a closet. But he gets, instead of going into his house and disappearing, he gets sucked into the brick sidewall. Yeah, that was rough. (laughs) That was a good part. (laughs) Into a wormhole. um, And Darcy cannot follow. Um, So she's left there. And now she's maybe a little bit disturbed because real Brandon has gone through a wall. I think she's disappointed that he's gone. And so she kind of tries to reconvene or get back together with Tom and tries to get back to her routine. But then she also starts to try to disrupt the routine in little ways like doing a different order of activities or she decides that she doesn't want to go anywhere at all. So she sort of goes through this depressive period. Yes. For about 10 minutes of the movie, it feels like. Yeah, there's like she just stays in bed for like a month, basically equivalent of days in Christmas Town. It's yeah, she has a serious emotional downturn that someone should be giving her more than hot chocolate, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Helping her out. She needs actual help, but no one's equipped to provide that in Christmas Village. Yes. In Christmas Town. She also tries to leave Christmas Town too. She mm-hmm. um, drives to the edge of the mm-hmm. town and realizes that there are walls and that she can't get out. Yeah, she can't get out. You're trapped in Christmas Town. Yeah. So this is where it continues to be a horror movie. Yes. And then Tom, in an effort to kind of make her feel better when she's having this depressive period, comes and tries to crown her. I just remembered this. Miss this Christmas. Miss Christmas. And he uh, he takes her to the town hall. Yeah. And he has her crowned. And he gives he her a, a sash. He gives her a sash that says Miss Christmas. Uh-huh. You, the sash is important, obviously. Makes it official. Yes. And it's in this moment, you know, when all of this kind of honor is being bestowed on her that she realizes that really Christmas Town is not the place for her and that she wants to be back in her own imperfect life. Yes. Imperfection is good. She yes. realizes. She realizes that the repetitive waffles and hot chocolate and snowmen are not for her. Right. And she ultimately is then, a wormhole opens for her mm-hmm. in, in the floor of the stage in the weird assembly hall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so she's, well, she's, now it's like, it's just a review of horror movies because she's having her carry moment, basically, where she's crowned and she has her sash. Yeah, but no blood. No blood. Um, but she does get sucked into a wormhole in the floor. <laughs> Uh, that was a good, Thank that was you. an excellent wormhole sound from Hannah. And then she lands back in the real world. She does, and she runs through the town, her town, mm-hmm. wearing her gown, wearing her Miss Christmas sash to find Brandon. She apologizes. She tells him she loves him. Yeah. They let's, let's, kiss. Let's, Brandon is just sitting at his dining table eating cereal, which I think is... Oh, yeah. He was just... He just <laughs> he's just up. chilling. He, he gave he, up. He totally gave up. And he's apparently like, well, I guess my best friend since we were like kids is stuck in a Christmas village forever. So I'm just going to chill by myself in my apartment and eat, eat, and eat some cereal. So that's what Darcy in her full Christmas Christmas regalia walks into. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I, th- I think, you know, I think they have some emotional issues they're going to have to get over as being the only people that were sucked into the Christmas town for a little bit. But that is not something that's within the frame of this film. So, yes, as Hannah was saying, she professes her love for Brandon, finally. She does. And then we get this, like, one year later moment. Yes. Where, uh... They're having a perfectly imperfect Christmas dinner. Yes, and Darcy asks everyone to come over, including Tom. Yes. Who is somehow now possibly dating her friend Carmen. Yes, well, everyone must be in a monogamous heterosexual relationship by the end of this film. Yes, her friend, the one that was mean to her for some weird random reason. Yes. And then, uh, you know, everyone brings whatever they want to bring for this Christmas Mm -hmm. dinner, and then... That's... It's happily ever after there's some weird callback to no that lady is the lady still there somebody anonymous person doesn't don't they walk by the store and she's looking at them out the window oh yeah the lady's ruining more lives velvet hat christmas magic lady (laughs) (laughs) so so everyone gets their final little hurrah yeah so of course you know the moral of this story is it was right under your nose all along and imperfection is perfection yes which is, I don't think the lesson we can take away 
from Christmas perfection. The imperfection is perfection. And I think a lot of that really has to do with Amy, right? This uh, inexplicable Irish element, which I still do not understand. Yeah, we continue to not understand why it was necessary at all for this movie to be Irish in any way. Why this could not have just been a generic Christmas village, we do not know. They did hire an authentic Irish woman to be... Her mother. The mother, yeah. And they uh, filmed it on location. Yeah, that's the In Ireland. Kicker. Somehow this movie was filmed, at least in part, in Ireland. But at any point, could you tell that it was in Ireland? No. It definitely looked like some sort of Canadian soundstage. It did. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not really sure what the... Don't know what the idea was there. No. So, I mean, I guess this was really a ho-ho no. Yeah, it was not a ho-ho yes, I think. But if you're interested, you can watch this on Hulu. Yeah, streaming now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, after that uh, peppy river dance clip to make, you know, close out that Irish element of Christmas perfection, um, it's time for uh, the game, Do You Hear What I Hear, Real or Fake, where Amy and I will read um, five different titles and brief synopsis synopses synopses yeah synopses um of five movies and it'll be your job to guess which ones are real and which ones are fake yes so that's how this game works yes and we have a we have a theme for these which in our in our final segment will become clear why we've selected this i think i think so yeah okay so the first one up folks is the nine lives of christmas Fireman Zachary, solitary existence and fear of commitment, oh no, is turned upside down when he takes in a stray cat and turns to veterinary student Mary Lee to learn to care for his new feline roommate. Chemistry immediately develops between the two, but will they find a way together despite themselves? Hmm. That's the nine lives of Christmas. And then we have the Christmas Shepherd. When children's book author and widow, Sally's beloved German shepherd, Buddy, runs away during a thunderstorm, he ends up being adopted by widower Mark and his daughter, Emma, who are also struggling to put their lives back together after their loss. When Sally's journey to find Buddy connects her to Mark and Emma, everybody must decide where the best place for Buddy is. That's a sad one. That's 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 some rough stuff. Next one is A Puppy for Christmas. After breaking up with her boyfriend and losing her job, Noelle fulfills her lifelong wish of getting a puppy. But Buster isn't the perfect pup she imagined, and by spending Christmas with her co-worker's quirky family, she discovers the true spirit of Christmas and what it means to be family. Mm. And then number three, uh, Dasher, Dancer, and Dachshunds. Opposing dog handlers compete for the mistletoe cup with their Dachshunds, Dasher, and Dancer. Will these two find love, or will both competitors end up in the doghouse? All right. And last but not least, up on the rooftop, in the sleepy town of Edensbrook, single mom Sophie wants to have the perfect Christmas for her son Finn, who only wants a puppy. However, when a blizzard damages their roof, they are forced to move into an apartment that does not allow dogs. Will Sophie be able to make Finn's Christmas dream come true with the help of local handyman, Ray? Hmm. Those are, those are your five contenders, folks. So that's, to recap, The Nine Lives of Christmas, The Christmas Shepherd, A Puppy for Christmas, Dasher, Dancer, and Dachshunds, and finally, Up on the Wooftop. Uh, we'll post in the uh, notes for the episode where you can send your answers to. Um, so stay tuned for that. So that is uh, our game, Do You Hear What I Hear, Real or Fake? folks it's beginning to look a lot like a tv movie or our last of three segments so this is (laughs) this is the part of the podcast where one of us will select a title that we have created and we will present that to the other and that person will begin elaborating an entire plot for the movie that goes with that title and so hannah has the title for the day I do. I've selected it. Okay. All right. Here we go. Okay. Pet Bakery. (laughs) Okay. Um, Now, Pet Bakery. I love this. I love everything about this. Mm -hmm. This is is exactly 
what a Hallmark movie would be. So this is this is a Hallmark Channel production. I this think is so. yeah, this is not a lifetime. This is this is Hallmark all the way because they're really into pet adoption, which is nice but unexpected. <laughs> <laughs> but so pet bakery so full disclosure i mean going forward these are going to be titles that our partner here has not heard before um this one is one that hannah told me in the middle of the night um, <laughs> and that i laughed at hysterically so we have some bare bones ideas already about this one um but that i've come up with but Really haven't thought about it in depth, so this is going to be the first deep dive. Uh, My first reaction was (laughs) that this was obviously, in addition to being a Hallmark movie, so we can incorporate some pet rescue, um, this was going to be a reuniting with the ex-boyfriend in the hometown Mm. movie. Mm Because there's just something wholesome about Pet Bakery. (laughs) And Pet Bakery is not only the setup, it's also the title. It doesn't need anything more than that. (laughs) No, it's just... It's it's Pet Bakery, that's the theme, and that is the title. Um... Don't need to put any more shine on that. So we have a woman in a high-powered business situation. Always. Always. Um, However, I think I'm going to break the mold a little with this one. I'm not going to open with a cityscape. What? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to do it. I'm okay. not. I'm not really breaking the mold though, because what I am going to open with is a slow pan on a bakery counter. Oh. Yeah, which I feel like is pretty standard for the bakery theme. And there are going to be dog treats on this counter. Yeah, you're going to think for like a second that this is a normal bakery. Right. But then it's going to be real that these are dog biscuits because the first customer comes up and it's a dog. <laughs> you and just you're like disembodied hands holding like a Maltese. Yeah, and then with like, a bow on its head. Yeah, and then little, yeah, little paws just reach out for a cookie. Um, yes, yeah. and then a smiling face of yeah. the woman. Yes, Who? but this is not, this is just an anonymous woman, potentially oh. like a best friend whose character will not be fully developed yeah. from the yeah. hometown, because we're in the hometown now, oh, right, and right, our right. high-powered business lady who's going to have to reunite with her ex-boyfriend who lives in the hometown, she's not back yet, um, but this is the pet bakery. Um, so I'm not entirely sure how we connect from the hometown pet bakery to her current high-powered business situation. I think, I think my, the setup for this is... You might be wondering, why does she have to come back to her hometown? Yeah, How did she be. get out of her hometown in the first place? You have a lot of questions. Um, <laughs> I do. <laughs> and I want them to be answered right yeah, here, okay. right now. So the reason that she's going to have to come back to her, her hometown is that her father, who is a widower, her mother has passed, um, as they often have in these films, yeah. <laughs> tragically. Um, she's going to have to come home because her dad has slipped on some ice. You know, he's, like, okay, he's going to be all right, but he can't really do things around the house. Yeah, and he, he needs, needs some help. He needs some help. And so she's going to have to come back. So we hear um, he's sort of maybe, you know, on crutches coming up to the counter, and we hear the, the friend asking, you know, how are you doing, uh, Bob? And... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's reasonable. Yeah. Like, you know, how's the, how's the leg or arm or I guess shoulder. if it's crutches, leg, probably not shoulder. <laughs> how's the, let's go with ankle. Oh, ankle. Yeah. How's the ankle? How's the ankle, Bob? You know, and he says, you know, it's been hard doing things around the house, but. Melissa's coming home. Melissa. I like it. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Hannah. Thank okay. You. So Melissa's coming home and she's going to help me. She goes, oh, that's great. I haven't seen Melissa in, you know, ages. Um. Mm. Yeah, so then then we cut to Melissa, maybe. Yeah, and I think Melissa is, like, trying to, like, pack her bags at work, and, like, she's, like, a lawyer or something, and she's stuffing her bag with, like, dossiers, like, inside of binders. Right, well, she she can be definitely, I mean, dossiers and binders are applicable to any of the high-powered business lady careers that That's are true. that we are sh- available to us. I'm going to go with, I'm going to challenge the lawyer idea. Mm. I like the lawyer idea, but I think that she works at the corporate headquarter, headquarters of the pet bakery chain. Yeah, because that, that tracks. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, that's yep. how she got out of the hometown in the first place. She started the pet bakery as sort of a one-off, um, and or maybe she, she just worked there, and she or maybe her she way worked up. there and she worked her way up, and she made it into a chain. But see, her ex-boyfriend runs the animal shelter now, so they both sort of worked up in their various organizations. He worked at the animal shelter, mm-hmm. she worked at the pet bakery. They fell in love because they both love dogs, because no one else does. And yes, so that was like 12 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, high school sweethearts, probably. Ian. Ian, Ian, Ian and Melissa. I like this. Thank you. Okay, so Ian works at the animal shelter. In the hometown stuff. In the hometown, yeah. He He's, never left. He she, never left. She went to the big city yeah. because she worked her way up into corporate. Right. He's a little rough. He wears flannel. She doesn't wear flannel anymore. No. She only wears 
stiletto heels and business suits. And and not Ann Taylor Loft, just Ann Taylor. Just, just Ann Taylor. <laughs> no Loft. Um, no, she's yeah. not getting anything 55% off. No, she doesn't need to because she franchised the Pet Bakery, which is maybe also just called Pet Bakery. It's yeah. short and sweet, you know? We don't need more than that. Like Taco Bell, just... just it's, it's kind of there. Yeah, we get it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so she's gone off, you know, and she hasn't really been home. I mean, she talks to her dad, but she doesn't come home for the holidays. And she's busy. Yeah, they, she and Ian broke up because she had to go to the city because it was going to pay more, and she couldn't, she couldn't not have this experience, you know? She broke up with him before she left, I yeah. feel like. She, well, she wanted him to follow her, but he was like, no, the animal shelter, this is a charitable organization. This is so much more important than mm-hmm. you making Pet Bakery corporate. Mm. And she was like, but, you know, we can reach so many more dogs with artisan baked goods this way. Sweet potato. Yeah. Sweet, <laughs> it's a sweet potato biscuit involved. So, like, she felt like she was also doing important things by franchising Pet Bakery. But there's some animosity there because ultimately she said, well, we, I'm not going to do this long distance. Mm-hmm. I got to go to fill mm-hmm. in the blank city mm-hmm. with skyscrapers where it's snowing. And... Franchise pet bakery. Juno. It's Juno, Juno, Alaska. <laughs> that's, where the, that's where the headquarters. I don't that's know. the bustling metropolis that's home to the yeah. headquarters of, of pet It'll bakery. always be snowy in all the shots of the film. And I mean, they can film true. it in Canada, though, in British Columbia and say it's Juno. <laughs> but they do that and say it's like New York. They do that that's and true. say it's whatever. That's true. This is, yeah, this, yeah, I don't know. But Location right. scouting can happen later. Yeah, we're not so worried about that. Because the city's not going to feature prominently. It's really just like one bu- one building and like her talking on a cell phone, packing a bag and like yes. stuffing files in it. So she's she's got a lot going on at Pet Bakery. You know, Pet Bakery's image is struggling a little bit. I think they need an image revamp. You know, people are like, is this maybe a little too... Bougie. Uh, bougie, yeah. It's just like a little too specialized to have just a pet bakery. It's expensive too, probably. Yeah. It's probably not cheap sweet potato treats. No, I don't think that we can assume that, you know, the small teas is getting a discounted product <laughs> at, the, <laughs> at a pet bakery. Um, so, it just shows up with like a little coupon. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Buy one, get one half off. <laughs> Yeah, so they rip know, it up in front of the dog and they stomp on it, and they're yeah. like, "Nope, this yeah. is expired." Yes, yeah, so the mission forever. You know, making pet bakery corporate has maybe lost the cuteness has worn off over the years, and some of the chains are closing. So, Ooh. you know, she's not happy to be going Numbers back because she feels like she has to be at the office. But like her other friend, who's at the office, who again won't be developed as a character, is like, "Well, maybe this is an opportunity." For you to get in touch with how it all started. And, like, refresh. Yeah. You need Come to back. go back to where it all began. Take the take Help the holidays Bob. off. Help Bob out. Because, you know, Bob is, like, trying to shovel snow and crutches. <laughs> it's not going well for Bob. Ugh, um, Bob. Yeah. Poor guy. So, you got to go back and do this. And, you know, she does. In her stilettos, of course. In her stilettos. And she gets stuck in the snow. She's wheeling her suitcase. She's in stilettos. She's in a rental car. She gets stuck in the snow. And you know who's going to drive by in a pickup truck. Oh, you know who. Yeah, Ian. 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 And it is like a pickup truck like full of dogs somehow probably for the animal shelter. Yeah, he was he's taking like, them on a joyride. Yeah. he's Like to get some air. Yeah, he's transporting. He's found, no, he's maybe he's out finding a stray. Someone called in a stray. Or he's, yeah, or he's. But, but he actually knows who. Maybe he just found like an old wandering dog who he knows who it yeah. is. And he's taking it home to Mrs. Button who lives up the road. Yeah, old Mrs. Button. She's going to be... Se- it's her dog who's senile, and she's yes. also senile, and so he's helping. Yeah. Right, and they're going to have some They're gonna have some nice warm times with Mrs. Button, who's an elderly lady who lost her husband, but is really going to teach them something about the meaning of love. Yeah, she's probably a matchmaker. So yeah. It's a matchmaker figure. Yeah, and this she's going to sit them both down with a photo album yeah, with, like, antique lady. photos of our... Yeah, she's not, like... I don't know if she's, like, fully magic, but, but like, she's, she's, like, yeah. the hinge piece of magic lady. Her wisdom is magic, Yeah. Absolutely. She definitely only wears Christmas sweaters. Oh, for sure. Her house is just all kinds of Christmas. And she also loves her dog and gives her dog, like, table food and not the treats from the bakery. Oh, man. Oh. There's something going on there. There's something there. She doesn't buy the hogwash of the pet bakery. Well, yeah, because it's really she used to. You know, she was a loyal customer when Melissa worked there, but the franchising thing really isn't the same. Oh, this is so good. Okay, wait. We gotta we gotta get to the point where well, like there's Ian, a there's yeah. a there's a you know they gotta right have a, so Ian helps her out of the snow and her stilettos and she and Mrs. Button's dog all get in the truck and they go 
back into town, and that's how she rides back into town. Yes, yes. And then she, like, goes to Bob, and Bob's like, oh, I see you already ran into Ian, because, you know, and she did. And gives her a knowing and, smile. Yeah, like, how's that going? And that's how we find out that Ian's her ex-boyfriend. Because before that, we just got some establishing shots well, of him helping out at the animal shelter, maybe. Right, right. So but, far, like, we we've been giving background. Right. We, we told you that, but, like, within the film, you didn't know that for no, sure. No, I no. mean, you knew that because there's probably only four characters that will be developed in this movie. But <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know it, know it. You just had a you had a hint. Right. Um, yeah. So that she's like, yeah, yeah. And then he tells her some gossip, which is that not only is Pet Bakery struggling with its franchise image, the animal shelter is struggling. Needs help. Oh, yeah. They're yeah, not yeah. getting enough donations. And so the crux of this, and again, we've fleshed out a lot of detail here, and I'm just sort of going to leap to ultimately mm. Ian and Melissa are going to have to team up. Oh, yeah. Because Pet Bakery is going to take on this charity arm that's going to make it look a lot less alienating oh, and yeah. bougie. And that's also the sort of corporate power money yes. is going to help save the animal shelter. So they're going to do some sort of fundraiser. Yeah. And they're going to, and a whole new like marketing campaign for Pet Bakery that is also, you know, that's connected to this charitable arm of the organization that they're developing. And of course they're going to work together during this. They're going to have mm-hmm. a weird chance encounter where they almost kiss, but somebody catches them. Yeah, because they can only kiss once in this movie, and it will be at the very end. And they were probably, like, in the storeroom, like, gathering more, like, more pet bakery boxes to mm-hmm. wrap up things for the 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 sale. It's a bake sale of yeah. some sort. Yeah, somehow or, some mistletoe, like, gets caught in a ceiling rafter somehow. Something. They have, they, or they fall into each other. They yeah. trip in the storeroom. Yeah. Of course they don't kiss. No. And they don't, like, touch for too long because that would just be inappropriate. No, no. Com- completely no. Just, they just, like, jump apart. They think about kissing for, like, a hot sec. Especially this is Candace. <laughs> it's Candace. Is it Candace Cameron Bure? If it's Candace Cameron Bure. Beer? It's beret, I think. That was beer. I don't know. Dear listeners, please resolve how we... Candace Cameron... Blank. Blank. If it's her, then they're definitely not touching at all. <laughs> no. And she's very loud. So in the storeroom, it's going to be... The acoustics are going to be wild. <laughs> <laughs> her voice is just so high-pitched and loud. Yes. Um, but anyway, yeah. So... It all resolves, right, Amy? It all resolves. So yeah, they have this montage of they're getting... They're like... They're working together, and they're going to save both of these organizations that they care so much about. And, and they're going to find love and all of this. And yes. he thinks that she's going to stay or something. And exactly 15 minutes to the hour when the movie ends, there is going to be some sort of misunderstanding mm. that's going to really throw a wrench in how the closeness that they've been rediscovering for each I other. I think her boss calls. Her boss calls, yeah. And it and becomes, I, yeah. Yeah, there's something nefarious sounding about this charity work that they're doing oh yeah so ian's led to believe by something you know melissa's actually standing up to something that her boss wants like her boss Mm. i don't know why melissa isn't the boss since she's sort of responsible for the i think she just worked her way up through corporate i don't think she found a pet bakery she just hooked it up to this other pet like pet bakery franchise i think i think she was an employee and then somehow but it wasn't taken to the top right and then her job was to be franchise director Got it. Okay. Yeah. Or so there's something. some. So she's worked her way up. So she's like sort of corporate, but she's not like the CEO person. No, because it's a white man. Yeah. That's in charge. Well, sometimes it's a it's a, a token person of color that they have selected to not that's, develop who is that's, the CEO. That's true. Yeah. Okay. It's not her though. It's not her. And it's a man, no. probably. It's probably a man, maybe a woman, but either way, we don't really like them. They're not no. fully developed as no. a character, and they just sort of exist behind a desk and they call occasionally. So, so this person, this actual CEO calls and he overhears just her end of the conversation. Somehow that leads Ian to believe that Melissa, who is actually standing up to the boss and saying that this is a real charity project. This isn't just some shallow, like PR saying it. Yeah, it's not a PR stunt. But he thinks based on what he's hearing that it is a PR stunt. Oh yeah. But she successfully turned it into a real charity thing. And she's really excited about this. So instead of him confronting her about the fact that he uh, now thinks it's a PR stunt, he slinks away. Of course. Right. Because they can never address that directly. No, and then the sad music starts. Yeah. So we need a full 15 minutes with a commercial break, you know, in there to like process this. So she she goes searching for Ian because she's so excited that her she's convinced her boss and this is going to be a real this is they they're you know this was like a trial period their charity work was demonstrating how this could work mm. and she's convinced the boss that it's really it's really going to work but he thinks that it's a PR stunt and so she goes to find him and like tell him that this has all happened and he's he's upset he's gone 
I don't know where he went. He's unavailable. Where where is Ian gone? I feel like he had to go like do some pickups. Yeah, he's like he's driven to some very rural part of the surrounding surrounding the small town. Obviously, the hometown without goes without saying is very into Christmas and is very small. I don't know if I explicitly said that, but I mean it's there. It's it's yeah, it's clear that that's true. We already said there was snow, so I think we said that. <laughs> that all comes together in a Hallmark movie. So yeah, he's gone off to go rescue this animal in the middle of nowhere, no cell service, and she can't reach him. Yeah, and Bob, her dad, is like, well. He seemed like he was upset. Did something happen between you two? And mm, she just Bob. she doesn't know what could have possibly happened. She goes Miss Button too to also check in. Yeah, she also checks in with Miss Button, and Miss Button is really upset because because he actually talked to Mrs. Button before leaving. They had a conversation. And she knows that he's emotional and feeling sad, but he had to go do this animal pickup because nobody else would do it. Right. And Mrs. Button's like, Look, Melissa, you gotta figure out what your priorities are. Because yeah, you only get better. one shot at love. You know, I only got one shot of love. For 60 I, years, Mrs. I Button. was married to Mr. Button. Yeah, and I... Points to photo know, albums. Point, yes, exactly. <laughs> Re- referring back to our earlier tour through the relationship of Mr. and Mrs. Button. Yes. Um, and she, she's like, well, yeah, I've got to go get him. Um, so does she chase after him, or does she just quietly wait for him to return to town? No, I think she chases after him, and then there's a snowstorm because it's Christmas Eve. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's stuck. She's got practical boots and a flannel on now because, yes. you know, she's fully... She learned from him. She's, yeah, and so he thinks, you know, not only is it a PR stunt, but that she's going to go back to her corporate life because this is just a PR stunt. She's not fully coming home. But we know now that she's fully coming home because she's wearing practical clothes. That's oh. how you can tell. And so then we have a repeat of the opening of the movie. Yes, 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 but now she's but now saving she's him. she's saving him. And then they find each other. She explains mm-hmm. the misunderstanding, and they yeah. kiss in the snow. And there's an excited dog jumping up. Yes, and yeah. then we cue to about you know a One, day later, and it's this yeah. charity. It's the bake launch. Sale. The launch of the bake sale. And then do we get a cut to a year ahead where she's back home and they're both working in the pet bakery animal shelter sort of combo? Yes, yes, yes. And somehow there was yeah. a for, there was a there was a linking of the two. Yeah. And now that's what she does, and she's back home. And, you know, he probably proposes in the year forward. Like yeah, flash there's forward. a Pet Bakery 2 that would be. Then, then yeah, Pet Bakery <laughs> 2 deals with their marriage. Yeah. Yeah. And some more drama with Mrs. Button. Yeah, she can't She can't go away. No. I like her. I, I like Mrs. Button, too. It's a really cute name. I don't know. I can, just, I can see her in my mind. She's a small Midwestern woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just, yeah. So there's the one kiss happens in the snow when, he res- when she rescues him. Well, heck yeah. yeah. And then there's not, then they have the year flash forward, and yeah, yeah, this cute woman. I think that's Pet Bakery. That's Pet Bakery, folks. I think we should sell that to Hallmark. <laughs> we don't work for the production company. Okay. Not yet. 